We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, just go to contentsprofit.com. There's a little surprise in there for you. Oh, yeah. Juicy surprise. Juicy, juicy. But today, it's all about building a a six. I was about to say a safe in Spanish. But yeah, yeah. Huh, we're going to leave that's the Spanglish for after. <laughs> building a sex. Uh, oh my gosh, he says again. Building a six-figure business with less than a thousand followers. That's when you can tell I've been speaking way too much Spanish in the week. Or we can be like uh, building a sexy, sexy, a sexy business. Yeah, uh, absolutely. For those, for those not getting it, that sexy in uh, kind of like Spanglish-ish. I, I don't mean, know. I, I mean, don't know. Sexy uh, indeed. Yeah, Let's go. Let's keep indeed. going with this. All right. With that said, guys, go ahead and follow the podcast in your favorite platform. And also go ahead and follow us on social media at BizRosco when you see... All those golden boulders every mm. single day yes. are coming to you with so much value that you can implement today. That is right. And if you find today's episode impactful, if today's guest helps you move one step forward closer to your goal and you know of somebody that today's guest can help them move closer to their goal, please, please share this episode with them. And don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank you. Happy Monday. Today, we have an incredible guest that will fill you up with inspiration to tackle any challenge you may face. Are you struggling with finding success? Do you believe the odds are stacked against you? Then today's conversation is just for you. That is right, my friend. Today's guest is great at showing others that success is possible if you are willing to invest and trust the process. She defeated the odds that were stacked up against her. Let me tell you, her story is incredible. And now is your turn to be successful. She has also built two successful online businesses while raising her two daughters. Talk about impact. And for those social media skeptics, she built a six-figure nutrition and fitness company with less than a thousand followers. Can't wait for this. Hashtag juicy, juicy. Please welcome badass entrepreneur, Ashley Fillmore. (laughs) Welcome, Ashley. Hey, guys. I am so excited to be here. And what an epic introduction. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you wow. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, I feel like today, at the beginning, I was a little off. Something tells me that I was, I was a little a, a off. A little off? <laughs> I mean. But, Ashley, we really appreciate it. That, that's what Content is Profit is all about. We do this show live to show people that it's okay to make mistakes. We just got to roll with them, right? <laughs> Right, exactly. And you haven't even had coffee yet. So that's exactly what's going on here. I, I think that was the issue. I think yeah. that was the issue. We, we found a problem, Ashley. Yeah. Hey, th- thank you so much for being here, Ashley. I, I'm so excited to have this conversation. You caught up a little bit with Fonzie uh, a few days back, and he's been like raving about you since. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait uh, to, to chat. So, Ashley, why don't you share with us a little bit of your backstory? How the, you know, your journey started? Uh, why entrepreneurship? Why online business? business like what was that bug inside of you and you know how do you go about it right right so my journey started over a decade ago I was in college and knew immediately that I wanted to help people I knew that I wanted to help people and so instantly my initial thought was I'm going to start working for an amazing company 
the gentleman I started working yeah. for, he was actually a new entrepreneur himself, and I was his first employee. Um, this was really amazing because I literally watched him build his brick and mortar gym um, over the years of working for him. I worked there for eight years. I was the head nutrition coach and personal trainer there. Mm. So I actually learned a lot of great things about starting my own business. I learned a lot of great things to do and a lot of great things <laughs> to not do. And um, it was a really great experience. Experience, but I realized really quickly that I was trapped. And what I mean by that, he was a wonderful person. I learned so much and grew so much from working there. But I realized that my income, my the hours I worked, everything was ultimately controlled by him. Mm -hmm. And I remember being there about eight years. I was 12 weeks pregnant with my first daughter in 2015. And Suddenly, I get called into the office and he says that my um, salary at that time was going away. My health benefits would also be going away, that he was changing some things in his company. And, um, you know, ultimately, I was going to be left to just figure these things out on my own. I was devastated and in tears, but I felt like that was the the straw that I needed to just break the camel's back practically. Yeah. And so then, um, yeah, things really started moving for me, but I will say that I've always been one to stay. I will just to be in the same circumstance. Change has always been hard for me before starting my own company. Yeah. So it was almost like I'll stay unhappy just to be comfortable. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. That, yeah. That, that that's a powerful phrase. I, I'll yeah. stay unhappy just to stay comfortable. Um mm -hmm. can we dive into that a little bit because I feel like that might be a, a point where you know people wanting something better like they, they'll recognize that, right? And they'll be like, "No. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm willing to be uncomfortable now and and move forward." to to go and reach what I, what I want right and then some people might be like ah you know I'm I'm comfortable here like talk talk to us through that decision making for you like what was that thing that kind of pushed you over the edge and be like I need I need to to do something more yeah so a lot of things were changing and I realized too along this journey that you know, I was working a lot, although I was working more, pushing myself more, having more clients, my income wasn't increasing. Um, you know, I was very much limited by the time I could take off. A lot of things were moving in his company and he was doing things in a in a way that I wouldn't necessarily do. It's not that it was bad. It just wasn't the way that I wanted to work with clients. Yeah. And so lots of little things were adding up. But I think when I was caught into his office and suddenly, literally, it was like, you know, the rug was being rubbed, ripped from underneath me. Yeah. I was forced to change because for me, even if it's miserable, even if it was miserable, not anymore and not the new version of Ashley, but the old version, if I was unhappy, as long as I was comfortable and I felt like things were safe. I would stay in that in that circumstance. And a lot of that really roots back to um, my upbringing and everything. Mm -hmm. Nothing was predictable. Um, you know, my life was, uh, you know, very, growing up was very stressful and I had a very, very rough upbringing. And so for me, comfort was really what I was searching for, even if that meant being unhappy. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, that 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 is interesting, right? I feel like we live in, a, especially this moment in society where it's about the comfort, right? It's like, mm -hmm. how can we maximize that comfort? And 
be always in this safe spot. But then, you know, entrepreneurship is all about taking risks and going out there, right? Um, how was that leap for you? How? Because I'm sure there was a huge change, you know, an internal change for you when you started taking on those risks, when you decided to say, yes, I'm going to go and take on, build my own thing. How did that, you know, what was that change for you internally? Yeah, it was a big change. Well, I was really uncomfortable and I was really scared. I remember lots of tears and wondering if I made a really bad choice. So in 2015, I actually thought I wanted my own brick and mortar gym. And so mm -hmm. that was my intention. So when I first started my own company, I was training people out of my garage, their garage, local gyms. I mean, anywhere you can think of. Um, and I thought that I wanted to go in that direction. And then 2018 is when I really had a big shift, which was almost as scary as leaving my comfortable job, corporate job almost into, yeah. um, you know, saying, okay, I want a brick and mortar. And then I realized the cost associated with having uh -huh. a brick and mortar, right? The expenses. And I yeah. started adding up the hours I would have to work to just pay rent and utilities, having a family, wanting to have another child. I just didn't feel like it was possible. Yeah. Um, and then in 2019, that's when I actually said, you know, I am going to go 100% all in on my online business. And so I've been on the in the online space now for a little over two years. And so just wow. hit, you know, Congrats. January 2019 was, was the big Still. year. Thank you. I was very scared. I was, I've always, I'm continuously, I'm still scared, but I do not allow that emotion to prevent me from taking chances or doing things to level up at this point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, first of all, 2019, the beginning of your online journey, that is amazing. I can only imagine, you know, you were one year in when like craziness, madness happened to, you know, <laughs> so I'm extremely curious. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with, you know, everything that happened in the last year with only one year? And I'm doing our course year of previous experience in the in the online world or at the same time, what were some of those challenges in 2019 that led you to grow and put you in a, in a position right to take on 2020? Yeah. So being an entrepreneur is a total roller coaster ride for me. <laughs> and it's something that no one prepared me for. And I will say when COVID hit, let's just say that roller coaster ride got really intense. And for me, yeah. just seeing the fluctuation in programs. And, you know, I remember when um, here where I live in Virginia, around the beginning of March, things shut down almost instantly. I saw a lot of cancellations come through on programs because people were losing their jobs. You know, stress was high. At the same time, I'm a mother. I have a, um, you know, at this time, a two-year-old, almost two-year-old and a four, four-year-old. And, you know, I am stressed out about my kids' safety, my safety, everything shut down. And then also as an entrepreneur, I feel like, Um, you know, I'm feeling the stress and seeing people cancel in programs, but I also felt like it was an opportunity for me to stand in the front and say, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to show up even more for my clients. Yep. I'm going to over, I always try to over deliver, but even more so now, and I will not let this, let this stop me. Yeah. And so there were tons of pivoting moments 
product launches, I switched around. I changed things. I I changed price points of things. Mm. But ultimately, I didn't cancel a launch. I continued to do everything as I normally would. Just made some modifications along the way. Yeah. And looking back in this past year, so my first year business was great in 2019, but in 2020, I literally doubled my revenue again. Wow. Yes. Congrats. So, so it was in a way, a, a, it was my most successful year yet. Yeah. That is amazing. That is amazing. You know, sorry, I, th I feel like you have a question at the uh, tip just, of your tongue. Well, no, it's not really a question. It's, I mean, what, what an incredible story that, that you're sharing with us, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we started the show in the middle of the pandemic too. And, and that for us was a, a turning point in our, in our business that allowed us to, to expand, to, to have team members that we never had before in the last like four years of, of working. And, and, uh, it, it was incredible to kind of change perspective and see it as an opportunity. Right. And we, and we encountered these moments where, where we need to do that mental shift. Right. And, and it might seem, uh, very painful and, you know, it might be like, Oh man, like what's, it, it might uh, it might make you wonder what the options what other options do I actually have here and I love that you stay true to you to to what you do to your customers to the value that you provide to them and it got reflected on the growth of your business right and that's that's incredible and I think that's a lesson that that we all need to take with us because uh, that's when we really test it right like is this really something that that we can continue doing and and you showed it right and uh, and it was incredible so i just wanted to highlight that because i feel like every entrepreneur or every person that's listening to the show might feel identified with that exact situation maybe not related directly to the pandemic but moving forward there's going to be different elements different things that are coming from the outside world like different things that we cannot control and then we can act we can only control what we do, right? And, and move forward. So thank you for for sharing that with us. Yeah, good, you're welcome. Good highlight. Good highlight. I'm proud of you. I'm proud, I'm proud of being your brother right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ashley, uh, wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Ashley, um, I'm curious. Let's talk a little bit of like growth mode in, in your business. Because, um, mm -hmm. you know, two years and double double in your business in 2020, that sounds incredible first of all right and i'm sure a lot of people listening are asking themselves how did she do it right and often here we don't we have like this point of view where we attack sometimes the tactics and strategies where it's like don't focus just on the how-to but on like the principles and foundations so if things change you can you know you have the power yourself to build your own stuff so what are some of those principles that guided your growth when it comes to your online business? Yeah, that's a really great question. So I've done a lot of reflecting over the last couple of years about, you know, what what have I really done and how I've created, you know, a business that I'm incredibly proud of and something that I know is going to continue to grow at this point. And I will tell you that everything I do and I'm and I'm really sincere about this, actually looking into the next year, I'm going to be starting to offer some business coaching and I'm really trying to double down on exactly what it is. And so for me, a big part of this is that I'm a coach at heart. And so becoming an entrepreneur was something that was very new for me because I did not go to school for this. And I didn't even realize I was going to be in the online space. Yeah. But being a good coach, knowing my content, knowing, you know, I'm in the health and fitness business 
business. So ultimately, you know, when it comes to my specialty, my niche, which is metabolic health. So I help women um, recover from metabolic damage and lose weight in a sustainable way. And so for me, step one was really um, being comfortable with what I was teaching and the content I was delivering. And it, and it was really easy and it always has been really easy for me to deliver high quality content. But I will say the first thing is it comes from a place of love and truly wanting to help make a difference. Although I'm not going to deny the fact I have children, I have a family, I have to make an income, right? But the numbers never motivate me in that way. What motivates me is making a bigger impact. I am so passionate about what I do and I am so passionate about my approach that I'm 100% confident that it will change someone's life. My mission is to get that in front of as many people as I possibly can. And if I'm doing that in the correct way, I'm gonna attract people that really wanna work with me. And so it's being really clear about what you stand for, what you don't stand for, what is your approach. I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we're afraid to draw our line in the sand. We're afraid people are gonna, you know, be turned off by us. But honestly, you want to draw your line in the sand. And so those two things is what is transformed my business. And now I have a team and, you know, the things we're looking to create this coming year and where things are going to go. I mean, I never thought this was possible, especially not where I came from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I love the intention behind it, the passion behind it. Right. And I guess this is an invitation for those that are listening right now to ask themselves, right. Am I passionate? Like, like Ashley is passionate of what she's offering to the world, because when you're driven by that, then you're going to literally be seeking out to help people. And that's just going to attract the, the right person. I'm, I don't know. Do you have a question? Cause I have a follow up question to this. Go, go, go. All right. My, 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 my follow up question to this, Ashley, it's like, I'm, I'm curious. A lot of people would be very skeptic on the sense of, you know, we kind of mentioned this in the intro. Oh, but you can only make money if you have a big audience, right? You can only make money if you have a big following. Uh, yet you prove the contrary to this. So I'm curious, how how do you go about doing this? How do you go about nurturing these relationships, nurturing the people that are following you uh, to turn them into, into customers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So step one, is I, I do think that there's definitely a lot of strategy to this. And one of the first things I did very early on in 2019, actually, my introduction to the online space and going on all in was investing 10K into a mastermind. At that point, I was making nowhere near 10K a month. Actually, I was still generating most of my money from in-person clientele. And I was doing maybe like sending a PDF workout program online, but that was as far as my online coaching went. I wasn't making a lot of money. I mean, again, coming from where I worked, making, you know, let's say $40,000, not saying that's not a lot of money to some people, but for me, that was like a huge amount of money. So when I went into training people in my garage and different places, I just wanted to break even. And so when I went into the online space, I was barely making a couple of thousand dollars a month. 
and I invested $10,000 in business coaching. I was shaking Mm -hmm. when I transferred that money over via PayPal invoice because it put me on the hook so much. Here's what that did for me though. First off, it made me show up. I had a three-year-old and a six-month-old daughter. I had to take care of, along with building a business from nothing. I had no Instagram following. I had no Facebook following. I had no, you know, connections at that time. I had to invest very, at that time, a lot over, you know, triple my income to, to learn how to become an online um, entrepreneur and actually have my business become more successful. So that was step one through that mastermind. My first mentor, she was great. She taught me the basics as in how to post, um, how frequently to post, um, how to really niche down show. And and then ultimately paying her forced me to show up and showing up consistently when you are an expert in your field, you know exactly what you're talking about, which is key. You have to know what you're talking about um, and have a lot of passion. And then when you get that strategy along with those two things, I mean, to me, that's, that's a done deal. And so then it was taking my ability and decade plus worth of coaching in person and being able to transfer that online. Cause I've been a coach for so many years. So it wasn't, that wasn't a new skill set I needed to learn. It was, how do I take this business from nothing and grow it into something? Yeah. So the strategy and posting consistently, um, you know, creating the offers, um, creating a page so your clients, potential customers could go to and see what your offers were yeah. and starting yeah. to be more strategic about what I was doing and having a plan was a game changer. Yeah. Mm. I, First of all, thank you for sharing that because we, we've seen across the line with the amazing people that we've been able to bring onto the show that that is a constant, right? Like people investing in themselves and people investing in in a coach, in a mentor, in somebody that will push you, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and we have a similar story. We had like in 2019, to, right? Fall 2019, mm-hmm. that's when we made our first massive investment right like it was like for us was a 25k offer and we had nowhere near that amount of money right we had to like figure out how we're going to come up with that money and uh, financing plans and uh, all kind of stuff right and we're like okay well we're gonna make it happen and i think you mentioned something that is super important which like it made me show up right and for us that was the thing like we we like to say like it put us between the wall and the sword right and we we can't we have to move if we want to to get out of that situation and we have to go execute right and that that you know got the gears running and uh and made us you know make it happen right so um i think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs starting need to find that one mentor that they're gonna show up for and pay for it, right? You have to actually make that investment, physical investment of putting money in, in their pocket and then hold them accountable, right? Like do your homework. Obviously don't pay anybody that, that you might not like follow or, or seen results from. But if you find that one person, make that commitment and you're going to see that in a year from that moment, you if you take action, you're going to be years ahead of, you know, if you would have tried it by, by your own. So thank you so much for bringing that, that in here. Now, um how do you- uh, sorry a little parenthesis here i we often talk about you know shortcuts and stuff like that how you know like do the right thing right but i truly believe the only like shortcut is investing in the right people 
when you're trying to grow your business. It's like, okay, who has done what I'm trying to do? Let me find that person and invest in that person so that person can, you know, cut off my, my learning curve by maybe like 80%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So actually, when, when you made that investment, right, you mentioned different things in here from, you know, the very basics of even posting something online, right? Creating your, or your own cadence. Like, how do I actually create content for my specific market, right? Like, for us, we found our way, which is through the M2M and through the show and the things that we do after, right, the show. Um, you know, you clearly have your own cadence and your, your, your systems, right, in place. How, how important those systems are that of coming up with these topics or the things that you're going to say that you're going to share. How important was that for you? Uh, how was that process of figuring that one out? Because for us, it took us years to get to the point that, that we're now like to, from, from the day that we even started, right. The, the, our social accounts transitioned so much onto what it is now. And we found a very effective flow. And for us, we're very big fans of high volume uh, for different reasons. Right. And, and we're constantly testing different things. How was that process for you? Not just on the posting side of things, but also on the transition to the sales conversations. Yeah. So it took a lot of time for me to find my groove and fall into step. But I will say from day one, I always, although I had mentors and business coaches and, you know, when I was in my mastermind, I was around a lot of other amazing entrepreneurs that were literally crushing it in this end industry. And I will say that although I learned from them and took notes, ultimately it came down to figuring out what would work well for me. Yeah. Because for your business to be successful, you have to you have to be sustainable. What you're doing has to be sustainable. If it's not sustainable, it's like, you know, running a marathon, right? If you sprint the first 10 miles and you're really not prepared for it, yeah. you're probably going to burn out by the time you get close to mile 20 or maybe not even that far along. And so for me, it's always been this is my life. I'm a mother. I have very small children. I'm a wife. I have some some big competing priorities on my day-to-day -day time uh, and energy demand. Yeah. And so for me, it was finding finding a routine that worked well. And so I took notes, but ultimately I fell into step with what worked well for me. When it comes down to the content, I have so much, even still to this day, I've probably posted almost daily for over two years now. Yes. There is so much more that I wanna share. And so again, that comes from the passion that I have so much education and information to offer, but it's breaking it down into bite-sized pieces for my audience to understand. Yeah. And so for me, that was really big. It was coming back and saying, we, you need to speak on your customer's level. You know, yes, they want to know you're educated. They want to know you, um, you know, helped a lot of people, but you want to speak on their language is how I like to say it, you know, and yeah. You want to go about it in a way that makes sense for your business. So for me, and probably with a lot of us that have online companies, we're launching programs and products. Well, one of the things I always think about is what are you launching? What's coming up? What product are you offering? And your content should really start to steer in that direction. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be launching, let's say, a nutrition and fitness program, you probably don't want to talk about mindset exclusively leading up to that launch you want to start steering that conversation in why workouts why working out's important why eating healthy is important yeah. and that is how i've started to shift as my business has grown and now that i'm launching programs and have different offers for my audience 
That's so cool. Uh, I love when, uh, I love frameworks, right? Like I love when, when people find and discover their frameworks and, and complete, like continue to improve on those, right? And, uh, and I think it's so important because uh, that's going to allow us or the entrepreneur, right, to, to think less about how to do it and just go execute it, right? Because then you're putting it through that lens of the framework. I'm like, perfect. Like if it fits, it moves forward, right? If it doesn't fit, let's find something that fits, right? And moves forward. And, and then it allows us, it gives us that mental capacity to play and try different things as well, right? So I'm sure like throughout the, your journey, you've found things that work, things that don't work, right? And then you've adapted, right? And the fact that you have been consistent every single time is super, super important. So uh, loving all of this, yep. actually, thank you so much. I, I love the steering the conversation piece of it. I think that is very, very important because yes, a lot of times, is you know people think on what do i need to post and you know we've been we've been teaching this to some people as well when they're trying to get in creator mode is like go with what happened in your day-to-day -day, right like tell those stories like share what's happening in your life and then move past like what is the lesson in there so that being said when you're talking about steering the conversation i like it because now we if we add this element you have an objective in mind though. So it's like, okay, I have this story. How can I connect it to that object objective? That that place where I want to take them, right? The people that I'm teaching, that I'm helping. So I think that is so, so important. And some people miss that completely. They just think it's about posting. They just think it's about showing up consistently. And I think the the intention behind it is key, is extremely important. How How do you line up your launches with these topics, these conversations? How do you make them? How do you steer these conversations towards those, those launches? Do you have a, a process around that? Yeah. So usually what I try to do is whatever I'm launching, I will steer the conversation in that direction and, sh and share relevant stories of my, from myself, personal stories, client stories, um, or even research based off of what I'm talking about to support really what I'm, what I'm offering my offer, whatever that offer may be. Again, I'm in, you know, nutrition and fitness. So everything I talk about is sustainable fat loss and weight loss, metabolic health. So how your metabolism plays a key role and, you know, your ability to lose weight, maintain the weight loss. And so all of the offers I have is really geared around that. Um, you know, I will say first off, for those of you that maybe have under a thousand followers, I have a little over a thousand now, but still not a whole lot. You know, when you're first getting started in the online space, maybe your offer will be one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, mm. For me, that's what But that's what my first offer was yeah. because I didn't have the I didn't have the audience size to support, let's say, a large group coaching offer or a cheaper DIY. So, for example, if I would have launched a DIY program costing thirty dollars for me at my audience size, you know, if I sold 10, that still wouldn't be, uh, you know, a, a significant or a decent amount of money yeah. based off of the time and energy I put into it. So for me, I always played it really smart in the sense of assessing where I was with my audience size, my email list. Mm. Again, in 2019, I started at zero practically with all on all platforms. Yeah. 
And so I had to build up. My first offer was one-on-one. And then when I got to the point of creating, now I have a digital course, I have a DIY program I launched. I was, and so I had the demand and the desire from people reaching out to me saying, hey, what you're doing is amazing. I can't afford to invest on in one-on-one. Do you have anything else? And so when people started to come to me on a consistent basis and ask that, it was a lot easier for me to say, okay, this is a great opportunity for me to start thinking of that next offer. So when I first got started, my content, the strategy about what I talked about was 100% focused on one-on-one coaching, what it's, what values in the one-on-one coaching, what specifically am I going to do? A lot of times we assume that our consumer understands what voice messaging is or Voxer or um, frequent emailing. They may not necessarily see the value in that. It's our job to show them and teach them yeah. the value. When I started to do that, things started moving in my company. But at first, I would just say, you get all of these amazing features, assuming that everyone knew what that, that how much value was in that. No one knew. Yeah. And so I struggled. And then about 10 months into my first year, everything switched for me because I started to explain things in a way that my consumers would understand and also actually explain what each item was. And then that built up that one-on-one coaching roster. So it was all intentional and being very strategic about what am I offering? What are they getting? Showing testimonials and social proof, showing that I'm the expert, connecting with them. And then again, actually breaking down what they are getting versus just listing it all out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is so important. And one of my favorite parts here that you just mentioned was listening just listening and having conversations with the people that you're trying to help because often we miss that right and we are like oh they need this they they just i know they need this right and it might look amazing in our eyes but we need to relate to them right we need to empathize with the people that we're trying to help and figure out what are their actual problems and if the solution actually sounds good for them to move forward and i love how you started receiving that feedback and then started building you know i'm kind of like your product suite out of those that feedback that you're receiving from these people i think that is incredible and when we talk to people about content the first thing that we tell them is how many conversations are you having through your content right like are you actually talking one-on-one to people at first and i remember it was adam scheibel that we have here in the in the podcast super incredible guy and he said most people miss the point when they have a small following right like you have an opportunity right there. You have an opportunity to connect individually with each one of the people that are following you, right? And that's amazing. If you have a million followers, you probably can't do that. It's going to be extremely challenging on your time to reach out individually to each one of the people that are following you. But if you have a small following, as soon as somebody follows you, guess what? You can grab your phone, send them a voicemail. Hey, how are you doing? Thank you so much. What piece of content resonated with you? You know, how can I help you further? What are your goals? What are your pains? And and start get to know them. And that is honestly the best way to, you know, paint your, your customer avatar picture, right? Everybody always talks about the customer avatar. And I think it's a good exercise. But what I realized later on, you know, because the first time that I did it, I was like, okay, let me sit down without any data, any conversations, any basis of nothing, but just what I think it is that they want and write it down in there. 
when yeah. if you have actual real conversations, then you can fill up a real customer avatar sheet right there. I totally agree. And I'll tell you when I first started, because everyone else in my mastermind was doing it, I would I launched mistakenly so I launched a group coaching program and it flopped. It totally flopped. At this point, I think I had less than five online clients. I remember being in tears and devastated because in my local town, as a personal trainer, nutritionist locally, I kept a booked out roster. I was in high demand. And so when I went online, I thought, why isn't anyone wanting to work with me? You know, yeah. I'm launching this program and no yeah. one's signing up. Well, at that time, I wasn't even six months into doing this online, had very little trust built up with my audience, had very little presence really at that time. And so I went back to the drawing board. And I think another thing too, is that when you have a small audience, your approach has to be slightly different. Because for example, I have also seen on the flip side, people with 20, 30, 10, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40,000 followers not making six figures, to be mm. honest. I see it every day yeah. with the masterminds I've been involved in. I've also seen people with the followings like that making millions a year. I will say though, I felt like I was the underdog from day one and I had to push those fears down. So if you mm. do have a small following, when you're in a room with women that have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, or hundreds and thousands of followers, you almost feel like you're already sinking. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm, there's no way I'm going to survive this. But I truly yeah. push those doubts and fears down with less than, I had 800 followers when I started this. Um, yeah. and, and let's just say I have no idea how they were even there because I had no <laughs> desire of having a business at that point. So it wasn't any strategy behind that for sure. Yeah. Um, and my pictures were horrible. I just took food pictures and random things. <laughs> But I will say that you're right. You have to go connect with your audience. When your audience is smaller, you can connect with them. You can reach out to them. You can see what they're interested in, what yeah. they need more, more of from you and over deliver. I will say that I push out so much free content, masterclasses, trainings, guides, courses, challenges. I've probably done over 15 to 20 things in the last, in the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to emailing my list weekly, posting consistently, showing up consistently on stories and taking those day to day, you know, checking those day to day to do to do's off. So I just want to add in too. once you invest, it doesn't mean you can just step back and quit. Your goal always has to be to deliver free. I know it's hard to believe thinking, well, if I tell them everything, they're not going to want to work with me. That's no. not the truth. A lot of people don't know how to piece things together on their own and they really need your help. Yeah. I have a great business coach right now that puts out a ton of free content, but I honestly don't have the time or energy to piece all of that free content together. <laughs> yeah. So I hired her to give me the, 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 you know, the, the quick, the quick roundabout way to get to, Hey, I want you in my business yeah. and I want you to see things up close and personal to help me. Yeah. And so I think just keeping all of those things in mind too, as you're going through this, especially if you have a smaller following. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We resonate so much with what you're saying, because we often talk about um, a concept called the publishing pyramid, right? Like we, we, we've, we've mentioned this plenty of times in the, in the show, but there's a phase in this publishing pyramid that we've been able to develop that is resources, right? And sometimes that's uh, finances resources, like monetary resources or time, right? So depending on the journey that entrepreneur is, 
there's going to be different types of resources, right? Sometimes we might have more time than money, right? So then we have the time to maybe figure out these steps, like, and, and, the, and the content that we see from the people that we follow, for example. And that can give us that first start to then increase our resources or money so then we can invest in that coach, in that in that thing. So kind of like look back and, and see where where are you standing, right? Like if, if you have those, the monetary resources, or even if you don't, there's ways to find that money to go invest and, and grab that momentum and continue to execute, right? And then if there's no way that we cannot come up with that amount of money, then we have to realize that there's people out there that's willing to help us with the content that's out there and we can do that. So that I think what you're doing is wonderful because you're helping. I mean, it comes, you mentioned it, right? It comes from a point, a place of service. That's it, mm-hmm. right? It comes from that spot and then people can go in consume, execute and have success or they can come to you and hire you for your services, right? Mm-hmm. Or your coaching or your consulting side of things, right? And I think that's that's uh, incredible because now you're helping a ton of more people that before that was not the case, right? So so uh, you know you or you you were I mean maybe you were helping a ton of people but like in just one channel, right? Right now you're present in multiple, and that's mm-hmm. that's wonderful. So um, yeah, as always, Ashley, thank you so much for for your your comments. I mean, I think this is just <laughs> a masterclass on on how to how to get there, right? Like from and even if you have no followers, I feel like people attach to that number so so much. Um, for us, it's the same way. For us, it's very similar journey. I think, like on the on the business page, uh, in Instagram, for example, probably like nine nine hundred people have been able to to follow us, and, and we're extremely grateful for those. And we do our best for every comment and follower that comes in. We say thank you, and we're like, hey, what resonates? Like we're constantly learning, having conversations. Uh, how can we help you, right? And mm-hmm. constantly learning to improve it. Right now, we're in this inflection point, also on our content side of things, where we're like, okay, what is phase two, right? Like we're gonna continue with this. This is a great base, but what is what is next? What can what can we improve? What can we do better? And that's that's always a fun journey to be in. So uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm curious for people right now. I'm I'm trying to put myself on the shoes of somebody that might be listening to the show, right? And they, they're like, okay, this sounds amazing. I'm extremely passionate about what I do. Um, I love connecting with the people that are following me. Um, I'm creating content on a consistent basis, yet my pockets are still empty, right? How do we transition these people that are engaging with us, these people that are interested into customers right into actual people that want to be part of our tribe of you know of a group that that want to stick with us through thick and thin mm-hmm. yeah you have to tell people where to go you have to tell them what to do if you just share content that's wonderful you should share a lot of content freebies but you have to tell them do you have an offer make sure you list that out i have x amount of one-on-one spots open sign up at the link and or apply at the link in my bio um, if this message resonates with you take this action step that was something that was really hard for me to do was i just kind of assumed that with my ig bio and handle and my facebook presence that you know you could tell i had an online business and i was a coach and been doing this for a long time and that you know people would just kind of flock to me but you have to tell them where to go i do a great post and i'm like no one's applying no one's reaching out to me and the yeah. problem was is that i wasn't 
I wasn't saying, hey, you need to apply with me if you want to work with me. I have X amount of spots open. You almost think that they people would just know that, but yeah. I don't think that that's the case at all. So constantly tell your audience where they need to go. And mm. I will say for almost 10 months, with a very small following, if you can imagine, some of my posts, even still to this day, would get 10, 20 likes, zero comments you literally feel like you're yelling into outer space and no one's there. <laughs> but I will yeah. tell you, people are always listening and watching you. I cannot tell you how many people show up and say, I've been following you for X amount of times. I've watched every video, I've read every email. They've never commented or even liked my post, yeah. but they are my customers. People are always listening. Becoming an entrepreneur has highlighted every strength and weakness that I have. And I will tell you, when you don't see that instant gratification of likes, comments, or people joining your programs or recovering after something is totally flopped that you launched, you have to build thicker skin. Mm -hmm. So if you lack confidence, it's going to show. Yep. And you're going to have to overcome a lot of those weaknesses to continue to push through because if you're hoping, you know, you're going to put some posts up and people are instantly going to sign up to work with you, you really have to be in this with the right mindset. Yeah. You have to realize it takes time. Everybody's time length looks very different, but it takes time and you have to trust the process and know that your efforts will pay off if you keep showing up. But people are always watching, even when you don't think anyone is. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love the people are always watching. Uh, we were victims of that once in a good sense, right? Like we were doing a challenge that we call the 45 Live Challenge, going live on Facebook for 45 days in a row. That was like the first step that we ever took to start posting consistently online. And guess what? No likes, no comments, no nothing. And all of a sudden somebody came out like, hey, guys, I need somebody just like you to work on a project. And that was the biggest contract that we had to date, right? So there's always somebody watching. And I love um, what you said about tell people what to do. People miss that point a lot, right? Like the, giving the call to actions. And the image that came to mind when you mentioned it, and you might know about this because you have, you know, young daughters. Uh, we actually used to work at this soccer franchise where we used to go to daycares and, and teach kids how to play soccer. And I remember sometimes I was waiting for, you know, the class to go out or the teachers to bring the kids out and they would bring them with like this. It was like a string with hoops where the kids were walking, grabbing those hoops. Right. And they were walk where the teacher would take them. It was kind of funny looking. I was like, well, that is so smart. And now I'm pretty much envisioning that as Aussie entrepreneurs. We are those kindergarten teachers <laughs> and we are holding that thing. And the people that we want to help are the kids that are holding to the loops and we're telling them exactly where to go, right? And, and that you can translate that into that is a customer journey, um, you know, but it's, it's a call to action as well. And I, I think it's so, so important and people miss this point, the point of, hey, tell them what to do next. And if you truly believe, you're truly passionate about what you do, right? And you believe that what you do can actually help them move one step forward, you need to present them an offer. Like yes. for us, it was, you know, a huge false belief that we had about selling. We have so many, well, I personally have so many fears around selling and it, it got to the point where, you know, 
the mentor, that person that we invested in the $25,000 once, we were like, he, he said, if you do not present them with an offer, you're doing, an, you're doing them at the service, right? Mm -hmm. And that just changed everything for me because I was like, wow, right? Like, I'm not like just taking money away from them. I'm actually mm -hmm. helping them. I'm doing this because I believe in what I do so much that I can actually help them move forward. So thank you for bringing that point up. I, people that are listening right now, grab your pens and put it mm -hmm. down. Tell people what to do. Yes. <laughs> And show up confidently. I mean, you need to be confident on your sales calls because here's the thing. You're exactly right. If you are coming from a, a place of love and passion and you truly are an expert in what you are offering, it is a disservice to not offer it to people in the world. And the money is just an energy exchange, in my opinion, mm. coming from a very, uh, very scarce background. You know, we lived in scarcity. Yeah. Money was very, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. We would literally go weeks without money. You know, I'd sleep in cars sometimes. Wow. We'd bounce from trailer to trailer. We'd get kicked out of our house. Our power would get shut off. Um, you know, I had to work three jobs to get through college, making $5.25 an hour. I remember, you know, one of my raises were three pennies is what they gave me, you know. And, and I just remember, you know, money. I never had a great relationship. And when I first moved my company online, I remember feeling really ashamed and guilty to ask people for money. But then I started to realize that, you know, they were paying me, yes, their money. But in return, I was giving them my expertise and in investing my time and energy into yeah. helping them accomplish their goals. And once I could see what I was doing and the transformations I was repeatedly creating for my clients, it was, I thought, wow, this is so worth it for them. Mm -hmm. If investing X amount of dollars, even a lot of money, let's say, you know, 25K, 20K, whatever it may be, you will make that back in the future. And so looking at their health, can you put a price tag on health? That's what I've always mm -hmm. said. And you can't. Yeah. And so realizing that helped me. And I think for a coach, not only do you need to be an expert, but one mistake I'm seeing quite often as well, especially as I've interviewed and I'm hiring co-coaches and things like that now, is that you can have the knowledge, but do you know how to coach? Because you can have X amount of certifications and degrees, but if you don't have coaching skills to get your clients results, It yeah. will be hard to build a business. Absolutely. Your business is built off of results. And so I see a lot of coaches that have five, six certifications, years of experience, but through watching and hearing about them coaching with this, like, oh, they have very little coaching experience. And that's why I'm so passionate now about taking that educated coach and teaching them how to actually coach their yeah. clients and get results, which is what's going to build that sustainable business long-term. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Absolutely. That is so important. So the, the ability to relay the information in a way that people are not just learning, but taking action. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ashley, thank you so much for, for sharing with us everything uh, in your, in your business, in, in your journey. It, it's been such a, su such a fresh uh, mm -hmm. outtake too. Like, um, because, We've been there, right? Like, and uh, sometimes we bring people that are, you know, years ahead, maybe sometimes. And uh, and I love the impact that you're creating with your community and, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, the growth that you've experienced in the last two years, right? Yep. Uh, shifting that perspective, growing, um, you know, 
looking at feedback, going back to to your service as always, right? And and uh, what is the service that I put up front? What is the service that that I help my my customers with afterwards? I I love it. I love it all. So um, one that, a couple questions to to mm-hmm. kind of wrap up the show. So one is. What is that one thing that people can do today to get that momentum, right? Think about entrepreneurs, people that might be still on a full-time job, that might be transitioning into their own venture. What is something that they can do today to make sure that they can grab that momentum and keep going? So step one, and I I know you guys probably agree with this, is these days you have to create a social media account. You You need to create a Facebook account, an IG account, and also since we don't own either of those platforms, we need to direct people to our email list. We own our email list. We need to get our clients on our emails. That's the way that we can communicate with them long term. You have to make a presence in the online space on one of those platforms, in my opinion, if you want to have a chance at truly having a way to connect. Everybody's on social media, Facebook, Instagram, but then pull them to your email list. So not only can you communicate and connect via social media, you have the email list to nurture them and build a more intimate relationship with them longer term. Yes. Absolutely. So good. Yeah. I love that point of driving people to the the email. It's so, so important. Um, We've been trying to practice that lately, a bit more than what we used to before. (laughs) So we're in the process of of learning in there as well. And it's, it's crazy, right? Like we have this landing page and all of our content tell people go to that page. And we see it daily. New people subscribing to the email list, right? It's what you just said before, right? Tell them what to do. Tell them where to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Ashley, so last question. Where where will you be if you did not publish? Well, I would still be working at the gym I was working at. Um, not happy. I would have lost my job during COVID. I would be self I would be unemployed actually because all the gyms were closed down so you didn't have a job if you were a personal trainer or nutritionist. Um yeah, so who knows? I would be either unemployed or I would probably be working very minimal hours at this time because again, things still aren't back to normal. I'd have big swings if any income at all. And um yeah, I'm just happy for all of the scary risk and action steps that I took to be here. Yes. Wow. Oh. That's exciting. We we asked that question, um, obviously to inspire us first. It's like, man, like we need to keep going. Uh, and also, you know, to show the opportunity to the people yeah. that are listening of like, hey, this is uh, you know, it is something real that can help you move steps forward in in your life, in your business. Um, and if they're not doing it, hopefully they get inspired as well to start taking action. Yes, totally agree. Yeah, awesome, Ashley. It has been a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much. I'll be going over this, and we're literally telling everybody that has starting that publishing journey and, and move things along to come check out this episode and go check you out as well as far as like what you do and and what you offer. Uh, where where can people find more about you? Where can people go? Where can people click? Yeah, so I am. You know, we're all about telling people where to go. Yes. <laughs> I am on Instagram, so Ashley underscore Fillmore one. I'm hanging out there all the time. I live on stories, and I'm also just as equally on on face in Facebook as well. 
I have a brand new Facebook group for entrepreneurs where I really am going to pull back the curtain, dive deeply into exactly what I've done with a very small following to um, build a sustainable business. Ah, that's going to be so Love good. It. Guys, all you got to do is scroll down and click the link right there, the group link, and uh, all the social media links are going to be yep. right there in the description so you guys can go check them out and yep. join Ashley's awesome community. We're going to tell you exactly what to do. You're going to scroll down, you're going to click each link, and then you're going to click follow, and then you're going <laughs> to click share with all your friends. There we go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome alright Fonzie any last thoughts no I'm just grateful Ashley thank you so much for thank coming you. in here today and you know sharing about your journey and all the incredible lessons that you learned throughout the journey um, it's been great and I'm sure we'll we'll connect another time and maybe we'll do an episode live one day <laughs> yay I love it I'm so grateful thank you guys so much thank you yeah, Ashley absolutely with that said guys thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast go ahead and subscribe hit smash that follow button and uh, go to social media at Beast Bros Go that is right and if you are inspired to start publishing please please don't forget to share these videos well and leave a five star review See ya. Bye, guys.